Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Adam Todd Leverton Show, the show where I talk about whatever I want to talk about. And today I'd like to talk about anarchism, libertarianism, capitalism, and consumerism. So, uh, before we start, I'd like to thank everybody who listened to my uh, single, Magpie. It's available on streaming platforms and also to buy as downloads. So if you want that crazy little ditty, please go and listen to it. So, I did not know until yesterday what is the difference between anarchism and libertarianism and i'd just like to tell you my personal thoughts about different political philosophies and the state that we are in now as a society as a civilization um i'd like to start though by saying i personally do not believe in this idea that societies naturally progress and develop like i think we have this idea that you know people were tribesmen and then there were kings and then there were like revolutions so then we had parliamentary democracies and then for some people that's it but then socialists would say okay and then there was like this industrial revolution and then there's like this urban proletariat who's going to overthrow the capitalist system I, I don't think that, and I think that, you know, capitalists would believe that the system we have right now, completely perfect, or it could be more capitalist, or some other people would say, oh, but it could be, you know, more socialist, and that would make it, you know, better. Um, and all of these things are natural developments. So I, I never like that, well, people say, um, uh, an argument against homosexuality is often that it's unnatural and I, it's not unnatural. Homosexuality occurs in many different species, but let's just talk about that word natural. I'm sitting in like, take a look around you where you're listening to this. Maybe you're running outside or maybe, maybe you're running outside. So if you're running outside, you're seeing lots of natural things, but are you running in a natural forest? Okay, the forest has been influenced by us human beings. Are you running in a field? The field has been created by human beings. Are you driving in your car? The car has been created by human beings. So as I sit in the place where I'm recording this, the only natural things are the plant in front of me, although it's a palm tree, not exactly uh, you know, native to the part of Europe where I currently am, and an aloe vera, also not exactly native, and me. Um, I'm also not exactly native to the part of Europe where I am, not just because of my culture and my family genetics, but, you know, humans are species that developed on the African savanna. So all of us, unless we don't unless we live in the natural on, on the African savanna are not natural. So let's stop using that argument that, you know, natural is some kind of argument when it comes to human beings. So let's go back a little bit and talk about what is the difference between anarchy and libertarianism? Cause I'm not sure if I said this, but I didn't know until yesterday. 
uh, what the difference is. So anarchists believe that all hierarchies are bad and are violent. And one of the things that causes hierarchies to come into existence is property. So if you have property, you believe in hierarchies. So, I mean, they create hierarchies, which creates government, which creates, you know, violence and abuse. Libertarians believe that governments are oppressive, yes, but property is the thing that gives us our, mm, you know, our rights and and no one has the right to tell you what to do with your property. And there are other things like, and they both anarchists and libertarians don't believe in drug laws or uh, laws regulating sexual conduct or things like that. Um, anarchists might be a little bit more focused on the worker and the idea that workers are somehow the progressive force driving society. I don't like that word. I don't like the word progressive, not in the sense that, um, I don't like progressive in the sense that there is progress. That is a natural thing that is being made. I don't, I don't like it that way. Um, I think progressive is often tossed around as a criticism of people who are more left-leaning than right-leaning. And I don't mean it in that sense. I mean, progressive like we will this is a natural thing again we'll evolve our society in this way and so i think the problems with both of these sort of political philosophies are connected to this idea of property personally i think everyone has the right to property but I think when we talk about rights, we also have to talk about responsibilities. And we never talk about that. We talk about, you know, you have the right to bear arms, the right to fair free speech, and the right to uh, freedom of religion. But we never talk about, like, the actual responsibilities you have. So rights are individual things, and responsibilities are thing collective things. And... You know, I'm not a very collective person, but you can't ignore the fact that we do live in a society. <laughs> I don't know where that meme is from, but yeah, we live in a society that each of our actions inevitably affects somebody else. So we need to think about the nature of our actions, the consequences of our actions. So I think the problem with unrestrained, and there are many different types of these philosophies, but the problem with unrestrained libertarianism is that it just creates these hierarchies that anarchism is war warning us about. So if you have, okay, let's not have, everyone has the right to property and there are no other laws, you know, what chaos would that bring, you know, because you'd basically it just ends up creating i think it would just end up creating a version of this society that's already been created so our society has been created over time 
not an evolutionary process, mind you, but just a result of decisions that people have made as conquest, kings, you know, they fought other kings and they made their kingdoms bigger and they killed certain groups of people, massacred them or discriminate, not, not just kings, but like the rich, the powerful. And, you know, the United States is a perfect example. So a society that was built upon slavery and conquest, you know, it, it just like this whole idea of manifest destiny is a joke. People made decisions to buy, to purchase, to invade, to murder, to genocide, all of those things. So we collectively are living with the consequences of decisions that people earlier than us made. And some of those decisions were good, giving people the right to express their opinions, their beliefs, and and some of them were bad. But I think, so if you have, if you just say, okay, we're going to have a libertarian revolution, no more laws, government can't tell you what to do, no more government, then what inevitably would happen would be a government and there would be a lot of violence because you know you have the right to do whatever you want and that would be that would be it so i think my criticism of anarchism is exactly the same as my criticism of libertarianism but i would add one caveat or maybe not caveat but another level to that so if the problem and this is so anarchism is like socialism in that they both say that the idea the problem is private property and on the one hand they make a good point because you can't own the air above your head you can't own the water in the sea um so it's kind of absurd that people would think that you could own the um that you could own the land beneath your feet because you'll be dead in a few years and who you know somebody else will be using the land so yeah on the one hand it is kind of absurd but on the other hand let's just look at the state of collective things that we own right now collectively so we own the air collectively and would you say that the air is breathable everywhere on the planet? No, there are places where it's more breathable, places where it's less breathable, but we all breathe the same air. We we own collectively the ocean, but would you say the ocean is in a good state? No, we own the outer space around Earth, and it's full of space junk. So we don't do well collectively, unfortunately, as a species. So I think that's my biggest criticism. And the other thing is, okay, we can say that the oceans are controlled by all of us, right? But <laughs> I couldn't say, okay, I don't want that, that oil tanker going there. I don't like that. Don't do that to my ocean, right? Because I don't have that power. The governments have power, uh, corporations have power, but I do not have the power of decision. So if so that's my problem with anarchism is that eventually there will be someone or some group of people 
that control everything because a common good, a common, like the, the, what is that called? The commons. Yeah. The theory of the commons, the tragedy of the commons. That's what it's called where like we all own something, but we don't take care of it. And well, you know, I, I think that's a little bit, uh, I think collective ownership can work but it has to work on a very local level like this is the part of the ocean we control this is the part of the forest we control and we as a community we decide what goes on here and i don't think it can extend to collective control of the place where i live so i do believe that property is something that is a fundamental human right that everybody has. But I think the problem is that we have constructed a society where it's property without limitations, or in another way to put it, property without any responsibility. So we have so much property that you can own, and you can just property kind of begets more property because if we think about it as a literal sense, if I buy land, I can rent the land and then I can buy more land. But property just doesn't mean land now. It means like companies or, um, you know, interests in companies. Like why is, why is Elon Musk the richest man in the world? I don't understand that. I mean, I've seen a few Teslas, but not enough to make him the richest person in the world. And probably the reason he is the richest man in the world is not necessarily because of the things that he's famous for. It's probably because he used his initial wealth to buy more wealth or his initial property to buy more property and going on and on and on. So property in the literal sense, and this is going to sound crazy and her like a heresy for or heretical for people who believe in, in capitalism, but property is not unlimited. Either the literal physical property of land and buildings and cars, it's not limited. Or the, I mean, it's not unlimited. It's not limitless. Oh, that's what I wanted to say. It's not limitless. So even though people are on this like ladder and they think, okay, I'll get more and more and more and I'll be in a better, better, better situation. First of all, for people at the bottom of the ladder, it's extremely hard, like almost impossible to get out of this cycle. Like, okay, the, the American dream is that some poor guy can come to America and you know work really hard and become president and you know president is just you know it's for four years like okay it's a it's an impressive feat to be president but that doesn't mean anything like how many people can actually be elon musk or bill gates or steve jobs not very many only a few that's why we know their names so many many more people are at this lower rung where they're trapped in cycles of poverty because, in my opinion, they don't have any access to property. So I think there are a few libertarians who believe that unrestrained capitalism 
is actually bad because it limits your freedom. So, so I would agree with that. I, I don't know how I would define my political philosophy generally, but I would say I'm all for personal liberty when it comes to religion, speech, uh, sex, whatever, but there's always limits on those, right? And those are limits on the things we can do, we can say, we can have because we want a society to be functioning the best for the best amount of people, for the most amount of people, right? So I think, I don't know how this could happen, but the best thing is to have a limit on property, right? Like you, like I have the right to defend myself, but I do not have the right to say, okay, well, somebody is saying bad things at me and uh, about me and my honor is offended. So I'm going to go and cut off his hand. I don't have that right. I have the right to say, eh, okay, guys, stop it. And if he says things that aren't true, then, you know, I have the right to sue him. But I think that we need a fundamental rethinking of our society and we need to think like what things, what, what, what concrete actions would actually be the best for people, the best for the planet. And I think this is actually my big point. So I think there should be a limit on property, right? I think everyone and a limit and also redistribution and what i mean is i don't mean that you're going to wake up one morning and get a car but i mean that you could have an apartment you could have land because i think a lot of our society's economic injustice but i don't like that word but exploitation revolves around property or the lack of it. I don't believe that there's a working class anymore. I think that there is a uh, property-less class, and that property-less class is exploited by large corporations and very wealthy individuals. And that property-less class is much bigger than you might think. So let the most extreme example is somebody who was working in modern day slavery in Dubai, propertyless person, because if that person had property, probably wouldn't be in that situation. So, but then you go up and let's go, you know, so somebody who uh, rents some place in some Mumbai or some some Indian city, propertyless person also living in a, a poorer country, so with less opportunities. But you know there are hierarchies within this, uh, you know, class of propertyless people, and the if you rent in North America or Europe, you're among these propertyless class this property this class and if you have to do things like pay a mortgage to the bank or even something 
for your for your for your apartment or for your home that's you're a member of the properties class it's a big class it's a lot of people it's most people i would say or you know if you can't afford to buy something outright that you need for your job like a car you're a member of the property property list class so i think and i think however it is done and i mean i I can expand upon these ideas later but i think that's my big thesis so my thesis is that property exploitation is the biggest crime in our society going on right now because it forces people to make economic decisions that might not be healthy for them or for society and also this this whole class system this new class system that i've outlined here is happening in a society that is not it's not even a capitalist society anymore it's a consumerist society so our economic health is dependent upon how many products people buy and i mean that doesn't that's not a that's not a revolutionary thing to say that i mean you know that but think about how weird that is think about how weird it is that the things that you buy give jobs to people and that keeps the economy going and when people don't buy as many things our economies shrink Uh, So I just want you to think about like, you might say, oh, yeah, this, you know, natural thing, you know, supply and demand and all that, blah, blah, blah. But think about that. We put a person on the moon, right? We've extended the lifespans of people by a lot. And our things that we're, our societies are brought to their knees because people don't buy as much stuff as they did before. And when things go back to normal, people buy more and more stuff, and then it causes our economies to function normally, right? But but this whole thing serves two purpose. Well, it has one effect, obviously, and the big effect is that it completely destroys our environment. Because okay, so I went with my son yesterday uh, to the park near where his mom lives, and in the park there is a restaurant. And plastic straws are banned in the European Union, I think. Uh, I need some fact-checking on that. But I believe plastic straws are banned in the European Union. Got a drink to go. Plastic cup. Paper straw. It's like, what? (laughs) Like, why? Why? (laughs) So you could just put it in a paper cup, right? Get a paper cup. Like, Like, how hard is that? you can we can put people on the moon right we can fly drones thousands across the entire planet and bomb places sitting very far away and we oh we can't make paper cups i mean come on so that so this this kind of consumer society it's kind of a vampire because it sucks our 
resources and it destroys the environment, obviously, uh, causes great harm to the environment and that decreases our happiness. And I think I'm not, I'm not sure how these two things that I've mentioned are connected. I think they are connected because the, the propertyless classes ultimately are not that happy as a group because how can you be happy when you are your life is being controlled by somebody else there's this hierarchy right there's like your bosses but nowadays we can actually change our jobs quite easily so i'm not so anti-boss as you know some anarchists or socialists would be or libertarians would be so i think you have bosses that's fine you can change your bosses right but ultimately you're not working for your bosses right you're working for the person who owns your property right whether it's the bank or your landlord or the government or whatever so i think this consumerism is a symptom of a propertyless society so the ah, there's a mosquito there i don't want to be eaten later so consumerism is just what people do when they don't have a lot of meaning in their lives they try and fill this gap this lack of control with a lot of things and basically that's what hoarding is right it's like i don't have any control of my life i'm gonna like get all these things you know and i don't think i might be wrong but i don't think hundreds of years ago we had a situation where somebody was a hoarder because you know guy had a fork and a spoon and a plate and that was it he didn't have like all of these consumable goods that you could get like thousands of newspapers and all of this stuff so the consumerism is a symptom of the hollowness of our society and like i said in the beginning it's not natural we can change i don't know how we could do it but we kind of need to do it and i'm you know i don't want to be super arrogant but in my opinion so i'll just say in my opinion i think that this property is something that is a big problem like, I think people see the problem of consumerism, but I think they don't really connect it to the fundamental nature of our society that we've created, which is that we've created a system of economic slavery and exploitation, and we could stop it. How we stop it, I don't know. But I'll, I will uh, talk more about this in future episodes. I need to finish, but thank you for listening. Check out the playlist in the show notes. Bye.